Support for this show is brought to you by the new Audible original, The Baddest Bitch in the Room by Sophia Chang. In her groundbreaking audio memoir, this unsung legend of the music industry shares her fearless journey as the first Asian woman in hip-hop who managed icons from the Wu-Tang Clan, A Tribe Called Quest, and more. Her inspiring life story features tales of falling in love with a Shaolin monk, jumping from career to career, becoming a superhero single mother, and diving back into the dating pool at 43. And then, at 50, she finally decided to tell her story. Keep an ear out for audio appearances by The RZA, Ghostface Killa, Method Man, Raekwon, Q-Tip, Raphael Sadiq, Redman, and more. To this day, Sophia Chang says she was raised by the Wu-Tang. And in her memoir, she definitely brings the ruckus. Listen free with a 30-day trial. Just go to audible.com slash ladiesbaddest. That's audible.com slash ladiesbaddest. From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome to Ladies Like Us. I'm Nazanin Mandy. And I'm Nadia Moham. We are back. We are back and we mean business. <laughs> always. Not always, actually. <laughs> We're a mess. Almost never. <laughs> We're a mess. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into this high and blue. Oh, God. Man, this is some bullshit. Um, let's see. I'm going to start with my uh, below of the week. Okay. And, you know, you know this. I have a tendency to be kind of hard on myself. Okay. With everything. Right. Um, and I'm... Unnecessarily. Yes. So <laughs> this week's been, you know, crazy and busy and, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to fit everything in, time management, all that other bullshit. But I missed a workout last night. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to stop myself. I wish you could see my face. <laughs> and I had to stop myself. Mm-hmm. I finished all my work. Mm-hmm. I started, okay, so yesterday I started at 6 a.m. Right. By the time I was done with my day, it was midnight. Yeah. And I was sitting on the floor of my room. Yeah. In my gym clothes. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to go work out. Oof. And then I was like. <sighs> yeah, because I left your house at like nine. Yes. Yeah, and I was still, I had to do. You like, were doing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do. Um, like I was. Wa- for... I was like, either she's busy or she's going through some shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I had to do all of my Instagram posts for like yeah. Fabletics and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all the pictures and mm-hmm. videos. Um, and by the time I was done with doing, doing IG it, yeah. content, it was midnight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I am exa- I'm exhausted. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm laying on my floor. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I, I was on my way to walk downstairs and go to the gym. And I was like, you know what? I'm going in the shower. Mm. I can't do this. I do you know, I can't do this. I need I can't I need to stop being so hard on myself. That's self love right there. <sighs> I know. As much as you think and it is working out, of course it is self love. Right. But knowing when you also have to take a break and listen to yourself and your voice is like and not the voice, not like my voice <laughs> in the inside that's like, You don't gotta do it. <laughs> Just next Monday. You'll start next Monday. Right. It's not right. the same voice. Right. Um, you work really hard and you work out all the time and you eat really well right. and you were tired and you deserve to go to bed. Like, it's okay. No, Done deal. Literally, yeah. like, I, my head was pounding. I was just like, 
Wow, I I just did three hours of IG content. Ugh. I am exhausted. That makes me want to vomit. A- after a full day of radio press yes. and callbacks, yeah, I'm so tired. And Imagine I was about if... to walk down there and do an hour workout. Ugh. Imagine we were trying to go to Nicole's launch thing. Yeah, I couldn't go. No, that you couldn't have been able no, to go. I couldn't have been yeah. able to go. So um, my blow was yeah, not doing the workout, but also. I hate that I'm so hard on myself yeah. and I really need to work on that. Yeah. I really need to work on yeah. that. It's a, it's a problem. What do you think, um, how, how do you fix that? Because I know a lot of people are like that. For me, again, it's telling the voice in my head that it's okay. Yeah. Saying, you don't do this all the time. This isn't a pattern. This isn't right. a routine. Right, right, right. It's okay to take a break. You need a little dash of DGAF. I have to. I, like, I literally, <laughs> Just a little I dash. have no DGAF. Yeah, I know. You you give lots of I have the, Fs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's none. Unless, like, yeah. you take me to Vegas, <laughs> then I might DGAF for two hours. Look, life is a balance, right? I know. And you can't burn yourself out either. I know. It's it's just it's good to give, you know, flying Fs, but you got to know when to draw the yeah, line. You got to listen to yourself. It's about the balance. Yeah. So I I mean, I have to, I have to stop being so hard on myself if I don't do a workout. What do you think will happen <laughs> if you don't do a workout? Like what happens in your mind? <laughs> You want to really know? Yes, break it down okay, for me. Okay. I mean, literally, I have a SpongeBob in my head. Okay. We all know this. <laughs> all right. So I'm laying on the floor. Uh-huh. The cats are like, what's going on? They're and like, they're like secretly discussing, do you think she's going to do it? I don't know. Her pants are on. Her shoes are on. Vanity's she's going to do like, it. Are we stretching tonight? Yeah. She always stretches She with wants me. you to work out much. She's yeah. like, come on, mom. Just <laughs> get in bed with me. Right. Let's get some cuddles in. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> That's their won. inner dialogue. Yes. He won the dialogue. <laughs> um, okay. So what goes through my head? In that instance, last night, I was like, I always think about what I have the next day and what I need to look cute for and in shape for. <laughs> in one day? Yes. This is what goes on in my head. One day. One day. Wow. Yeah. One day. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so tomorrow we have podcast. I mean, I roll up in here looking ridiculous. It doesn't matter. Um, but I'm like, tonight we have Olivia's birthday. And what so- are you wearing? <laughs> Let me, what are you wearing? Nothing? <laughs> Nothing? Are you going nude? No. <laughs> I'm wearing a really nice jumpsuit. Okay. You know? So a pantsuit. Yeah. That covers everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm like, is my face going to, like, am, am I going to be bloated? Like, am I going to? No, I swear. And then it breaks down to, but not will contour me. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, then I'll be fine. Okay, first of all, I've never seen your face bloated in my freaking life. Like, you can't even get a bloated face. The only time your face was bloated was when your lip blew up. Right. <laughs> and maybe when you were like three and you went through a chunky face. Yeah, I did oh go my through a God. chunky face. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, no, oh. but if you wanted to know what goes in my, on in my brain, that that's what honestly goes on in my brain. Lord, I don't understand yeah i mean i do understand because i do get it and i think that way too but then i'm just like (laughs) she's like i'm partying regardless i just know (laughs) that like i know it does it does matter you 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 can notice a difference in one day but only to a certain degree i know like you're already in shape you're not trying to lose weight. No, I'm not. You no, look no, no, no. Great. I'm just trying to maintain. Exactly. I'm not trying to do anything. So it's crazier. not like you have this like 
crazy goal that you need to achieve. Right. You're maintaining yourself. You look great. You've right. always looked great. You put in the work. One day of not working out, you'll be fine. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> So after this podcast, go. I'm, I'm going to go work out. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Did you work out this morning? No. I, okay, I saw you were doing, said you. I was running errands this morning. I made him breakfast. You know, no, no, no. Morning. I saw that you posted something about doing two a days. Yes. And I, that actually, I'm glad you're saying that because that is leading into my high of the week. Okay. So um, I'm doing two a days just temporarily because um, I now co-own a fitness company. Oh. And they are resistance bands. Now she is a CEO of a company. Thank you very much. That's a big victory. It is. It is. Yes. Um, It's the start of a fitness empire for me. Dope. And these bands will hopefully be out in October. They're already made. That's Um, soon. Yeah. But I think I I saw it in your gym. Yes. That's stretchy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Get me one of those. Oh, I'll I'll gift you. Don't. <laughs> um, so right now, Tori and I are gearing up to shoot all of the workout videos for the band. Got it. So we're doing a whole series of um, one minute to five minute videos for YouTube right. and for Instagram. So you just want to be really cut. For yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I need to like really be on point for these videos. When you do two a days, do you split mm-hmm. your cardio or what do you do? I split two-a-days? the cardio. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't do, do two sets of, of weightlifting. No, no, it's too much. Yeah, that's way too much on my body. And again, temporary. Yes. No, yeah. no, no. This is completely yeah. temporary. Yeah. Like we got to shoot this within three weeks. Yeah. Um, it's a good quick fix yeah. when you want to drop like significant, not significant, but for just me, more toning for you, making, toning, making yeah, yeah. sure that I'm yeah. just as toned as I can be. Yeah. Um, but still as soft. I need to like walk that mean. line of like femininity and, yeah. and tone. Yeah. Cause so, Miguel will get mad at you. Yeah. He doesn't, he, <laughs> most guys don't No, He likes me like soft, soft. and like yeah. curvier yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. He's all about that. Most guys, which are about I get. That. And yeah. I'm com- obviously I'm comfortable with that. Good. But but when it comes to like these videos, yeah. it's, it's a workout video. Yeah. So I need to like look my best. You just want to be a little more cut. Yeah. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I used to be that girl that used to do two a days. That's crazy. I, let me just give you a quick little background. <laughs> uh, I think I was like 20. I was uh-huh. working for TLC, which was the before and after school program mm-hmm. um, down the street from my house. And so before and after, right? So we would have to go before school started when the parents would drop off the kids before school started. They didn't have anywhere else to put them. So I would work in the morning. I would um, go to the gym after my shift. Then I would go. I would shower, get ready, go drive to Saddleback College, take my classes. Then I would come back, do another shift at work, and then go back to the gym again at night every single day. How long did this go on? Um, I think like almost a year. That's when that's I, that, a long that was, time. Well, that's when I was turning twenty-one, and I was. That's when I was best friends with Jamie, and she was losing all this weight and super motivated. So you guys were kind of doing so it we, together. We were doing it oh, together, okay, okay. and I was like on fire. Right, right, I, right. I was just that was probably the most fit I've ever been in my life. I, no, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I had such a sharp jawline. <laughs> <laughs> Still there. She was cut. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Do you think you'll ever go back to that? I think I can try. <laughs> <laughs> um, like like right before your wedding, I was super oh, diligent. Your dress was big the day of the wedding. The day of the wedding, I they know. had to alter my dress. Yes, we did. To, and even then, it's it still big. yeah mm-hmm. because the stupid. Burr, 
fucking girl. <laughs> so mad. The day we went to go try on wedding bridesmaids dresses, um, the girl had me try on a dress. Uh-huh. And it fit me almost, mm-hmm. the sample. And I was like, oh, I just need one, one size, size up. Mm, because it this. just almost doesn't zip Mm -hmm. and she's like no these runs this way and you need two dress or was it two or three she went crazy she went crazy up but she went crazy up on a lot of people too yes i know it was ridiculous Mm -hmm. and i was like girl listen i am just starting my fitness journey and (laughs) this is not i have like months to go i will get snatched i know everyone says that but when i put my mind to it i I will do it right and And i did yep and uh, I had to significantly alter my dress. Mm-hmm. It cost me a shit ton of money. I was mm-hmm. so irritated. And then it just still didn't fit me right. I mean, you looked amazing. I'm not Thank even going to lie. Like, you. you looked amazing. I know. I just wanted the top part to, like, Ups. push my boobs up I and know. get that nice little... But it just didn't. So what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, that was my quick little story. <laughs> I mean... We'll see. We'll see. I mean... It, I'm I'm just I got to do one step at a time. Right now, uh, I'm getting back into the swing of things. I worked out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I have Thursday. Um, I'm traveling this weekend, so that's going to be hard. And and it, normally I will try to fit a work in workout into traveling, right. but the way that this is set up is set up, I won't have time honestly. Right. So um, then I'll get back into swing of things next week. And that's my goal is to just look at it one day at a time Mm -hmm. and one week at a time. That's all I can handle right now. One step at a time. One step at a time. Because I get too overwhelmed. You know what I mean? And so it it helps when you have like a vacation or, you know, yeah, goal. Like Mm -hmm. that always helps. Um, But it's more about focusing on living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. And staying ready mm-hmm. so that I don't have to like rush and diet and do all these things just right. to be ready for something. So uh, I agree. That's the key. Yeah. That's the harmony and that's what you should be doing. Right. But I don't. So yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> just like she's working on her hugs. Yes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, Okay. I didn't even get into my hand blow. Shit. Mm-mm. Okay, I'll make it quick. Uh, I finally checked our analytics. I know, I, I know I said I wasn't going to, but I was so tempted to do it. I checked it. We um, are, shit, what did I say? Number 19? 19. On the social and culture, culture. Uh, category mm-hmm. um, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we beat out Stassi's show. We beat Oprah. out Miss Oprah herself, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! So I was like really gassed. On that. I, mean, I thought no, that was exciting. This, is, this oh, is amazing. And not only that, next to our little green triangle uh-huh. said 181 or something jump ups. Right. That's how many spots we moved up. That's crazy. I know. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much for listening. Absolutely. Like, we, like are... we would not do this without you guys. No. Honestly. It's amazing. So yep. thank you so much. Um, it's nice to know that people are actually listening and are enjoying it. Cause right. We just come and sit here and blabber our mouths. And it's we girl know. talk. It's honest girl talk. It is just girl talk. Yeah. You know, we're not professionals or anything nah. like that. So we're just sitting here talking and it's cool that you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, my blow is that I'm just having car problems. It's I time. I know. It's time. I'm my, my goal for the end of the year is to get a new car. So I'm trying you to figure do it. it. No, I know. You can do it. I just am so comfortable with not having a car payment. I know. It's so nice. I know. I've always bought or, or received used cars. Right. And not had a car payment, and I've never been that person that needs to, like, have this luxurious vehicle. I'm like, whatever. It gets me to point A, point B, whatever, cool. 
But now that I'm getting older, I do kind of want a nicer car. Of course. Um, I don't want the car payment, but <laughs> well, we'll see. And so now I'm like, do I lease? Do I blah, blah, blah. So I would lease. To, yeah, I think I'm going to lease. I would lease. Only because I freelance and yeah. I can write it off and it makes more sense. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, car problems suck. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah. I, I hate going to get an oil change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate anything that oh, has to do with the car. <laughs> shout out to my dad. He owns, in Mission Viejo, if you guys, if anybody needs, he owns Auto Body um, and, <laughs> well, I can't even say this right. It's, uh, shit, what is the other word? I'm getting a brain fart. I, should I look Basically, at- it's the inside and the outside of the car. <laughs> Full body? Full body, sure. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. Auto body, auto body, <laughs> full body. He has the full body breakdown over there. So, anyways, um, it is called A to Z Tech Automotive. My dad's name is Amir. He's a very nice Persian gentleman with a nice full head of silvery. He's very funny. He is. He's a great guy. And <laughs> he's he's a great guy. <laughs> he will give. He, I don't know if he give you discount. He won't. <laughs> Maybe if you tell him you're Iranian. <laughs> Um, tell him you know Nadia and you listen to Ladies Like Us podcast. Boom. Boom. You get discount. But not too much. Just a little. No, no, never too much. (laughs) Anyways, I'm excited for today's show. Yes, me too. It's going to be good. Coming up next, we'll be chatting with Beverly Hills top facial plastic surgeon, Dr. Jason Diamond. Oh, yeah. Okay, so guess what? What? <laughs> I'm still addicted in the best way possible to playing this Best Fiends game. I'm obsessed. Oh, nice. I know. It's so addicting. I can't stop playing because I'm just blasting through these levels and Darla's getting mad because I'm beating her ass. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she is not with that. <laughs> no, it's so fun though. And I just love it because like when I'm on set or have downtime, it's just, it interacts your brain. I love all the bright colors and all of the visual design and style. So fun to look at. Plus, you get to collect all these bug characters. And they update the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. Oh, also, anyone literally can play this game. And it does not require the internet to play. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Five-star rated mobile puzzle game on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, best fiends. Again, that's friends without the R, best fiends. Have fun. There is nothing I hate more than missing out on a good deal. Major FOMO, like when you buy your favorite pair of jeans and then the next day they go on sale. Ouch. Tragic. But... Luckily, I have Honey, the free browser extension that saves you time and money when shopping online. Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then, just like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. It knows every single coupon code, sale, or discount at over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Macy's, J.Crew, Domino's, Sephora, Target. The list goes on and on. Just shop like normal and Honey finds you savings. And believe me, it feels amazing, just like when you nail the perfect wing liner on your very first try. Yes. (laughs) So my latest obsession are holiday candles. Went on Amazon, and I saved so much, I got to double my order. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah. Listen, there's really no reason not to use honey. 
It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash ladies. That's joinhoney.com slash ladies. All right. Welcome back, guys. And we are ready for the main event. I'm so excited about this episode. <laughs> I Am I the main event? Yes. 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 No but, but don't speak yet. You're not introduced. <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> You're not here yet. <laughs> um, he is one of the top facial plastic surgeons in his field and has helped thousands of patients achieve a more youthful and natural looking appearance. Dr. Jason Diamond is here to talk Woo! to us today. Yay. We are so happy to have you. I'm yeah. so glad to be yes. here. Thanks and for I, having me. And I love that you brought Tammy. <laughs> I don't do anything without Tammy. <laughs> Good Aww. to know. <laughs> Nothing. I'm going to go through Tammy now and be like, Tammy, Tammy, give me some of that Botox. <laughs> <laughs> I got the connect. Tammy's phone number is one of the most desired phone numbers in town. Oh, oh now wow. I know. I have it. <laughs> you, I, I don't know. Thank you for letting me know that, Dr. Jason Diamond. <laughs> I'm going to need that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming here. And, like, it's cool because we never get men on the show. No. We're trying to get more. Oh, wow. But, you know, it's hard because our show is called Ladies Like Us, so more women tend to be on our show. But I think it's important that we have, you know, all different races, genders, sexes, all of and it. And a different perspective. Exactly. Right. And now we have a plastic surgeon. So It's going to be good. And before I – I mean, I knew who you were because I used to watch Dr. Nana 210. Loved that show. Mm-hmm. But I never really paid attention to the fact that you were a facial plastic surgeon. I just kind of assumed, oh, yeah, he does – Everything. So I had like all these questions about butts and breasts. <laughs> yes, and, like, she did. <laughs> I had this list, and she goes, uh, "He only does faces." Like, He's a facial. Um, <laughs> I'm like, "Damn it!" Okay, get rid of all that. <laughs> but we do have some good questions. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you're a New Jersey native. That's true. So when did you move to LA? I moved to LA in I think 2000. Oh, okay. Oh, you've been here for a minute. Yeah, you've been here for a minute. Oh, yeah. And you've seen the evolution of plastic surgery here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I feel like we were part of the what I call the revolution, the oh. show, but me, meaning that we did this show, Dr. 90210. Mm-hmm. That was back, I think it started in like maybe 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. and it went to like 2009 or 10. Yeah, you had a long run. It was mm-hmm. a long run. Yeah. During that time, I think that's when plastic surgery became much more mainstream because mm-hmm. it just got exposed to so many people like right. throughout middle America. I mean, everyone in LA, not everyone, but a lot of people in LA knew about plastic surgery. Right. Mm-hmm. Before the show, a lot of people in New York and Miami. But people, like, in the middle of the country, I think thought plastic surgery was just for, like, rich Beverly Hills people, rich celebrities, right. you know? And when we did it this show, is. we exposed <laughs> we exposed that this was, like, we, we exposed doing this procedure, proce- these procedures on just normal people. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, just, just regular old people who had stories. And I think that when the rest of the country saw... When you know people all over the country saw what we were doing, they thought, you know, I could have my nose done. That's right. really been bothering me. It's not just for, you know, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And I, and the way I know that it had a big impact is I used to get emails and letters from doctors throughout the country saying, I just want to let you know, thank you so much for how you've portrayed this. Now my my practice has exploded because of what you've wow, done. I got wow. like multiple. Uh, people yeah. connecting with me about that. That's because, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it was. It was. That's a, cool. It was a big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the reality world and reality TV. That's where it was in place for a good reason. You know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. People who already had their careers established, like you, who are already doing things. 
it put a light on you for other people. So that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. That yeah. makes- well, and it also made plastic surgery in a way less taboo. Mm-hmm. I noticed more people were starting to talk about it mm-hmm. or admit that they were getting it mm-hmm. you know, from the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's, I agree 100%. Yeah. So I always say we were part of the revolution. I really feel like it became much more mainstream after that show. Mm-hmm. Um, it just – you saw more people talking about it. You saw – Everyone's practice is getting busier. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was it was very interesting. That's exciting. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch Nip Tuck? I, I I only watched a few episodes, but one of my best friends was on it ah. for one episode. Our uh-huh. guest starring Rebecca Gayhart, a good oh, friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on, so she said, "Can you come up?" And so I went up and I met with the the, the, the director, who was oh. actually a nurse, same nurse who was the director for the uh, the medical consultant for uh-huh. Grey's Anatomy. Ah. And I met her, Linda Klein, I think was her name. I met her at Grey's Anatomy too, because Eric Dane, Rebecca's yes, husband, yes, time, yes. was on that. So I went up to both shows, mm-hmm. met with her. And talked oh, cool. to her and that just kind fun. of watched what they were doing. And they, I loved that show. And actually, on one, on actually, it wasn't. It was actually on Grey's Anatomy. They called me up to help create. I remember, I remember this very well. It was a Saturday afternoon, and Eric was on Grey's, and he called me. He said, "Hey, Linda, the direct, the medical director wants you to come up to like." Make this diag- make this whatever surgery look more authentic. Uh. Can you come up? This, I, and I didn't have kids at the time, and I said sure. And and I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-huh. And Eric and I had we were going to go out to dinner that night at like eight o'clock. So I went up to the set and helped them draw out this thing, this uh, design, this surgery, and this whole thing. Uh-huh. And it took an hour and a half or whatever. It was like two or three o'clock, and then then they said to me the director. Was very it was like th- very thankful. I said, "Do you want to be in a scene? Um, we're going to be doing the surgery. Do you want to be in a scene? Just want to thank you for being up here with me." And I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? I'll do it. It sounds Wait, fun." Which one? It was a scene where I was assisting Patrick Dempsey mm-hmm. doing a neurosurgery. He was mm. in surgery, and I was assisting him. I said, "Yeah, I'll, yeah, no problem. That sounds fun." So we started the thing at like four o'clock, <laughs> and five o'clock rolls around. Six like mm-hmm. one take, two takes, mm-hmm. ten takes, and twenty takes, and I'm like, I'm like. I, Eric, we got dinner at eight. He goes, no, we're not making dinner. Forget, you know, you're going right. to be here till like 11. I was there till like 11 o'clock at night. Wow. They did like 30. T- I didn't realize how many takes they yep. did. That was your taste of but, Hollywood. But anyway, yeah, that was my taste. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> but, for like a t- and so, by the way, that scene did air. And I had people say, was that you on Grey's? What were you doing on Grey's? That's, That's so cool. cool. That's, That's so, so cool. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand these 30 takes. I get it right the first time. Right. That's right. <laughs> like when I do this. And that, and that eight hours. Or however many hours it was in 30 takes was literally, uh, as you would expect, a 20 mm-hmm. second, yeah. 15 second right. scene. I'm like, Always I can't is. believe like these hour shows. That's that's why they take two weeks or whatever, yeah. like, right. you know, 80 hours to film a, yep. a, 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 a one hour. That's show. why they get paid so well. Yeah, yeah. We, I've done a lot of music videos which are like what three four minutes, and it's like a oh, full and it's day 14 hour shit. days. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, for yeah. just a four minute video. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So. Work ethic wise, you, I love that you, once you graduated, you went and traveled the world and sought out all the top plastic surgeons. I did. How, talk to us about that experience because that must have been really interesting and crazy. It, it was. So, so basically, when the typical path that somebody takes when they graduate, res, so you go to, right, you go to four years of college, mm-hmm. and after college, you go to med school for four years. Then you finish med school and you figure out <sighs> what specialty you're going to go into. Right. 
So I knew I wanted to do facial plastic surgery. So, but you have to do a residency first, a residency where you're just working under people and you're basically like a slave. Mm -hmm. right. And so I worked, I, I worked, I did that residency for five years. Wow. The typical path then is after your residency, you'll go and open up a shingle mm -hmm. and say I'm open for business. Or you go do a fellowship, which is where you spend one year with one person and you really learn the craft from mm -hmm. that one person. Mm -hmm. Well, I decided I don't want to learn from one person mm -hmm. because I didn't want to learn one guy's take. I knew there were a million different people mm -hmm. out there. So I went around for about two years and I just – and I knew who the most well-respected and most famous, mm -hmm. you know, most successful people were. And I, I was able to work – you sort of get – weave my way in there to spend mm -hmm. time with these people. And so for two years I did that. So for facelifts, I went to the most famous facelift surgeons. And I just would scrub in and watch and take notes, and I do that for two years. I did the same with the wow. top rhinoplasty so guys. Yeah, the same with the top, whatever, all the different facial <laughs> right. implants, fat grafting, all that stuff. And most people don't do that because mm -hmm. you know I didn't make a penny for right. those two years doing that, not wow. a penny. But How did you survive? I was, I was <laughs> lucky to have a friend who had a who let me live in his basement for mm. like a hundred dollars a month out in out, in out in L.A. Yeah, he just he was like no problem, you know. We yeah. can work that out later. So I basically mm. got to live very cheap and was able to, you know, essentially kind of live out of his basement, live out of my car for two yeah. years. But I did that, and by the time two years had passed, I had seen every trick in the book from the most successful mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about it is that many of these people worked in the same building or literally like right next door to each other and all these world famous people were sort of right next door to each other here in LA anyway mm -hmm. and they would for 30 years be operating right next door to each other and not know each, what each other's doing yet I knew detail really? yeah because they were very private and, they'd, and you know <sighs> But I, so I was able to see what he's doing, what he's doing, what she's doing, what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, that's and, so smart. And so I learned all I mean, the top stuff. I mean, that's strategic. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So when I, when I started, I came right out and I was de de delivering like the best results you could get right mm -hmm. off the bat. And mm -hmm. usually it takes a long time to get that. Mm -hmm. But I was getting them right off the bat because I'd seen all the, I'd wow. seen all the maneuvers, you know, many times. So wow. smart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's – is anyone really doing that anymore? Is no. Like, yeah. No, no. I'm the old, I'm, I don't know of many other people still to this day that have done that. Right. Yeah. You know, no, that really stuck out to yeah. me when I was looking you up. I was like, wow, that is so interesting. It's, it very, was, it very was, smart. It was an amazing, amazing yeah, sure. experience. It was, and it was part of your – when you have to hustle and struggle like that in the beginning, it really shapes you in a way. So you living in that $100 like, sure. in and out of your car, mm -hmm. you had a thirst for this. Yeah. And that's unmatched. Like yeah. you can't just get that out of nowhere. I was driven for yeah. sure. I what mean, created that drive for I, you? You know, I, I I think about this all the time. I was I was even discussing this with my 11 year old last night. I think it was that I had a chip on my shoulder. Like I mm. think people with chips on their shoulders just go on to to, to tackle the world. I think they mm -hmm. just have everything to prove. I was about to say that. Yeah, I, I, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my kid was asking because we were watching something and. They mentioned that, oh, people with chip on their shoulders will dominate the world. Like that was the quote that we were watching on some show. Uh -huh. I sit my alumni was, what does that mean? I said, honestly, I believe it's true because mm. I had a chip on my shoulder and look what happened. Like I think that's why. That you makes know? sense. I think what was that chip motivated you subconsciously? Well, yes, yes. It totally motivated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking yeah. back, you're like, oh, right. I think that did have some. What, yes. what, what huh. was the chip? <laughs> the chip was – there were a couple things. Um, I was – I was a very late bloomer. Mm -hmm. 
And I was basically like the only Jewish kid in an all blue collar Italian town mm. in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And so I got picked on mm. a lot, mm -hmm. bullied a lot, mm -hmm. like a lot, like significant amounts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what, like, as I went on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to, like, you know, I mean, it's totally. Well, you look know, at you now. Yeah. yeah it was one of and those things. Where are they? I just, I just, <laughs> I mean, that just, like, when it, it yeah. just got me through those 12 hour days, I was just like, I'm going to, I can, yeah. you know, well, despite what they said, like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to plow through this and just, I mean, that's just kind of yeah. what, what drove me, I think. And that's, that's beautiful that you mm -hmm. take something negative like that because, you know, a lot of people get bullied in life and it's, you have a choice what you do with that. You either succumb to it and, and, and drown in and it. sink and yeah. yeah, or you turn it into something different and that became your motivation. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's super important. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you ever turn patients away? Mm -hmm. Oh, we turn a lot of people away. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. For a what reasons? There's several reasons why I might turn somebody away. The most common, I think, is the two top reasons would be, I, I guess, equally common. And that would be, number one, somebody has um, an inaccurate view of what's going to look right for them. Mm. Like somebody wants their lips a certain shape right. or size, and I don't think it's the right move for them. Okay. I, don't, uh -huh. I don't think it's going to look good for them. So that may be a reason why I say I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And and people with – there's a lot of people – You know, there's a fair number of people out there with body dysmorphic disorder, which means they – they um, aren't seeing their faces the right way, and they right. and, and they they're it's they, distorted. It's, they have mm -hmm. a distorted view, and they mm -hmm. think that fixing something is going to like improve their home life or improve right. their position right. at their job or whatever. And those are the wrong reasons to do it. So I'll turn those people away as well. God bless Doctor Diamond you. because that's the answer we need. <laughs> no, absolutely. See, no. I have body dysmorphia very badly. It's yeah. something that I've struggled with my whole life. Is that right? Isn't it yes. insane? <laughs> but I have never gotten anything done. On my body, on my face, like nothing. And no you don't Botox, need to. No Botox, no filler. I've never gotten anything. Um, so I've always been like, I know I have this problem, but I need to put it in the back of my mind and just tell myself that it's an issue that is not there. Yeah. So I'm glad that you turn people away. Yeah, that's yeah. Thank so you. important. Thank you. And 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 doing something. And again, you don't need a thing. You're perfect. But even if you thought like, all right, I'm I need to do. It's not gonna make. It's not gonna fix your issue. No, it's, it's not, not because it's all mental. Right. Yeah. Right, that's right. such. Yeah. Uh, that is so important because her and I talk about this all the time. She's. I've never had anything. Neither of us have done anything. We never touched plastic surgery. Actually, I did my lips two years ago. I mm -hmm. tried it out, but they've deflated by now. <laughs> I loved the results. They, um, it looked really I'll be good. calling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was like natural. Yeah, I it was loved really good. it. That was yeah, the only yeah. thing that I was like, okay. But um, the reasoning behind why you're doing it, her and I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. so the many, intent. Yes, the intent. Are is... you doing it for a trend or are mm -hmm. you doing this right. because it's something you really want to do? Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I've noticed, especially with social media, it's like when one very high profile celebrity gets something done, mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's a spike. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know. It's, yeah, no. it's absolutely true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Um, yeah, people are very uh, influenced by what they see on social Absolutely. media, and it, it does. I mean, there are trends that are set from mm. certain, you know, revelations of things, and all of a sudden, everyone's yeah. coming and asking for that. That right. definitely happens. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? Like, as far as a social responsibility, that you know, if we play devil's advocate, one could 
talk to you and be like, well, you're trying to make people perfect and there's no definition of, you know, no one can be perfect. You know, that route. Yes. How do you respond to that? Uh, so my response is this. Um, when it's done for the right reasons, like right. if something really is an issue for somebody, mm-hmm. um, some, if somebody's self-conscious about a certain facial feature mm-hmm. or just unhappy with a certain facial feature and they just want to improve it for their own self-confidence, mm-hmm. for their own reasons, mm-hmm. then it is absolutely no different than you making a decision to say, you know what? I want to lose this little mm-hmm. gut. I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody mm-hmm. would applaud you for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? And right now, as we sit here right now, there's probably at least 1 billion people across the world in a gym right now, Mm -hmm. okay? And everyone applauds them for that. Mm -hmm. Well, you can work away a little gut or you can intone your butt or whatever in a gym, but you Mm -hmm. can't fix the bump on your nose. You can't fix the jowl or you can't fix whatever the the, the complexion, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You can't fix that in the gym. So to me... It's this. It's absolutely no different, right? As long as your motivation is f- for the right reason. Yeah, I understand that logic. I do too. That makes sense. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the motivation. For me, it's always like the older I get, the more I'm acceptant that I'm not perfect. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, you know. But in the beginning, I wanted a nose job. I wanted that. I, wanted, yeah. I had a whole Every, list. The whole list of things. Yeah. Now and, let's see what happens after we have children. Oh yeah. Because we yeah. we don't have any kids. We you know we haven't yeah. experienced that yet. <laughs> but yeah. so Changes. let's see. What, we'll we'll yeah. talk about this after. <laughs> okay. The other thing I want to know is this rumor. I want to say because I've never heard it be. I've never heard it from a, a doctor, whether this thing of like Botox is preventative and then you see people in their 20s and early 30s getting Botox. To me, I don't think they need it and I feel like they look older, but then they come back and say, well, that's it's because it's, yeah, it's a preventative. Mm-hmm. So what what is the truth on that? The truth is it has been proven and shown to be preventative. So Ooh. what does that mean? That means if you take two twins and this has been done and mm-hmm. one twin is treated with Botox from the time she's 30 on and the other hasn't by the time they're 50 the one who has been treated will have a much smoother complexion Mm. the one who hasn't will have deep creases that can't even really be fixed so So it is definitely preventative Mm -hmm. now certain people are more prone to that type of aging pattern than others Mm -hmm. but those people who are expressive Mm -hmm. with their with their faces Mm -hmm. will develop Mm, deep creases um at a much faster pace mm-hmm. without Botox than with it. And mm. so that's why we say it is preventative and it is true. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I never knew that. I didn't either. I always mm-hmm. wanted to know because I'm like, is that really true? Are they just mm. saying that? Right, right. But people do take it too far. Oh, well, they may. I, I can't comment <laughs> yeah, on that. But... Yeah, right. Well, it's... that's why you're on our show because your work is great. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, it's like, very natural. Yeah, that's yeah. – and I know Tammy. I've worked with Tammy. I, she's one of my clients. And then I found out she was working for you. And I started really looking at your work. And I was like, this guy is the real deal. Like, you mm-hmm. really – what I love about your work and your clients is, number one, you can't tell they've had anything done. The the results are supernatural. And I just feel like when you, when that happens and people can go out into the world and nobody notices, it's like this newfound confidence. You know, like you said, like – that's important. That's why you do what you do. That's is to the give best. people that. Yeah, it's, it's the best to yeah. see somebody with that. Right, 
to see somebody who all of a sudden they've got that little extra pep in their step mm-hmm. and no, to know it's because of something we did. It's, it's, it's totally. awesome. It makes my job so much yeah. fun. I can relate to that on a makeup level because yeah. I know when I glam people and they look in the mirror and they're like, oh, my God. Like, oh, and they don't want to take it off. Yeah, yeah, that makes me feel really good. Yeah. So I can, I can relate to that feeling. That's dope. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so Botox is, we already talked about the Botox. Do you give your wife Botox? Yeah. Um, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like to. I, <laughs> I like to have my partner or somebody else do it because okay. she's a doctor herself uh. and she's a tough patient. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like she's judging you? Yeah, she just likes to think she knows better than me, like okay. where to put it, how to do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> You're like, I'd rather avoid the argument. Yeah, Go yeah. to my friend. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I try to avoid it at all costs, but I end up doing it from time to time. So, okay, real quick, going back to Botox, is there a too soon to get it, though? You know, it's a tricky question because, you know, for anti-aging and preventative purposes, I would say in general a well-accepted starting point would be like very late 20s to 30, like okay. for preventative peer, if you're if you are prone to that mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of thing. But, you know, I've seen several over the years, you know, swimsuit type models who are 19. They're out in the sun frowning and creasing right. and that's affecting them. So we, it would be appropriate to Botox somebody got for it, that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and Botox is used for other medical purposes, too, that you'll use on young people for spasms. That's what I was actually Sweating. Sweating. Mm-hmm. And, and so migraines, correct? Migraines. See, I need to see I've you. been yeah. telling her mm-hmm. to go get – and is it the back of the neck? Yeah, so I get tension migraines. Yeah. So you do in the back of the neck. She hasn't done it yet. No, I haven't done it. I think I'm a little nervous. I've done it myself for migraines. And it works. Every three or four years, I will get a migraine that lasts me six weeks. Like literally (gasps) every day for six weeks. Six weeks? Yes. I will get a migraine that lasts. It pops up every two to three years. And the last time it happened, I just said, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. And I went and got Botox and I got rid of it. Okay. See, I need to come see see you. I have one right now. Yeah. Like it's bad. Yeah. I saw that um, you just did Botox on Chrissy Teigen yes. under her arms. Yes, yes, yes. I want to try that, yeah. actually. Oh, it works beautifully. Does it's it? the best treatment there is. Do you yes. do under boob sweat? <laughs> I want to know. I have ne- Honestly, I've never done that. As You know, I have never done that. Okay. I don't know if that's a common place. It's, right. It wouldn't be a common place that people, but if, but if you do oh, actually have common, active Dr. sweat Dr. glands there, then it would work. <laughs> right. If you do have some unusually active sweat glands in that area, because it does work. When to... we party, we do. Well, well, here's the thing. My whole body sweats. Like, I am because an excessive. Because when you party, you oh party. Oh, my God. I get this, like, drip down the back of my my back and it like puddles into my so crack and it's like botox you everywhere yeah, yeah, just, like, you know <laughs> i'll just make a big pool of it and you just jump in there That's, perfect <laughs> there you go um so my other question for you is uh fat transfer because you do do that yes. on the face right yes, yes that is that permanent it is unpredictable some people oh. it's permanent some people it's not and there's no way to know other than to do it and if it goes away, you can do it again. Uh-huh. In general, fat grafting will last a long time uh-huh. over fillers, which last six to, to 12 months. Right. You know, right, fat right. grafting, but it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Sometimes fat grafting will go away in a year on somebody. Sometimes it'll last 10 years. Wow. But the thing with fat grafting is each time you do it, it has a, it becomes more permanent. The reason is when you put fat in, some is going to stay and some will go away. Mm-hmm. So if you do it a second time, well, then some stay and some will wait. Now you've got right. two sessions where it stayed, so mm. it's cumulative and builds mm-hmm. on itself. So some people do need fat two or three times before it becomes permanent. Other people, it's permanent after one, one mm-hmm. shot. Wow. But you got to find a place on their body to pull it from, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. You have to liposuction it out from right. somewhere. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the added benefit. Like, hey, I, have a, I have a new list. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, have, I get these hollows, but I don't know, like, what's the best thing for hollows? I know a lot of people who have hollows yeah, under their eyes. The best thing would be fat. Fat really? injections is the best thing. Now, if but that does require the liposuction, which is like a my, minor surgical procedure. So people who just can't take the time to do that or mm. then fillers done correctly mm-hmm. work very well and injecting um, forms of your own plasma works very oh, well. Wow. Uh, we, so there's a lot of things that we do depending on the situation. Uh, right. But out of all those options, fat is the best option. Uh-huh. It's more of the long-term yeah. fix too. Yep. That's interesting. That okay, is. add it to my list. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, um, and then, and there's so many advancements with lasers too, right? Well, the, the lasers keep, um, there's new technologies that pop up every few years, um, and they make the lasers slightly better, slightly better. There's nothing mm-hmm. that's like, boom, this changed mm. the game. Okay. They're all just minor tweaks on what was previously just there. Just little advances. But they're great. The lasers uh-huh. are great. But it's not like, oh, the one that came out last year changed the world. It, it mm-hmm. didn't. And um, it doesn't take the place of having actual surgery, correct? Not, right. Lasers are good for what they're good for. Exactly. In general, you know, lasers are f- – used to fix this to improve the skin, Mm. to improve the superficial texture of the skin, the fine lines, the creases, the pigments, those kinds of things, where Mm -hmm. surgery doesn't fix those things. Mm Surgery is for the structure and Mm -hmm. the the overall more major tightening type of effect. Mm -hmm. But but for those fine little lines and creases and cracks and like road mappy lines people get in the crepey skin – surgery doesn't fix that lasers fix that Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah absolutely so what's the most common thing that people come to you for like what's the the, is it trend are there different trends I would say so so I'm I'm a facial plastic surgeon right but I have a huge non-surgical practice as well so Mm. so in general Mm -hmm. in general a lot of popular like injector type doctors are not surgeons, dermatologists, OBGYNs, what, mm-hmm. whatever. And mm-hmm. so they don't, they're not facial surgeons, so they do a lot of the fillers and non-surgical things. And in general, a lot of surgeons who are popular do mainly surgery. Mm-hmm. And so they don't do the non-surgical. I happen to be like a hybrid. I do the highest level surgeries mm-hmm. and the highest level injectables. Mm-hmm. We just have a huge practice of both. Because so, you're a rock star, Dr. Exactly. Well, I Well, I appreciate that. But, <laughs> but, um, but so, but I, so I, I do a lot of both. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say... Non-surgically, the most common thing that people come see me for would be what I would say is uh, called facial sculpting. It's my technique mm-hmm. that I've created to sculpt and shape the face. Mm-hmm. And I developed this technique based on my surgical procedures where I customize facial implants. There's only wow. a few of us in the world who customize facial implants. We create them from scratch wow. rather than just so, – That's crazy. So every day I'm on the computer creating these implants and based on that type of, you know, that type of experience, I learned to do my facial sculpting to replicate those oh, customized wow. implants. So facial sculpting would be probably the most common non-surgical thing I do mm-hmm. and as far as surgery – Probably facial rejuvenation surgery, which mm-hmm. is people just want to look more youthful. Right. And I'd say rhinoplasty. Those are probably mm-hmm. the two most popular sur- common surgeries mm-hmm. that I do. 
So that that if that answers your question. That well, that makes sense. Why all his clients don't look the same? Yeah, because it's super customized. Right. That's yeah. important. It's very important. You guys heard it, ladies. You hear it? It's Doctor Diamond. <laughs> you hear it because mm -hmm. I'm sorry. All of Hollywood right now is looking the same. Do, do you feel like Los Angeles is starting to look the same? I mean, I see, yeah, I, yes, I, yes, I see a lot. And and the thing is, taking it to another, I can often tell to see someone walk down the street and be like, oh, you know, he who went did to Doctor well, Smith. Crazy. Or, yeah, I can point that out too based on their the earlobe scar based wow. on their nose shape yeah i can often pick that out too interesting yeah. so yeah. is there one celebrity that people bring as a reference like the yeah. most yeah yeah well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah course, i'm like kim kardashian it, kylie before yeah. before kim it uh -huh. was always like uh angelina jolie it yeah. was a lot of um uh Halle Berry, okay. um jennifer aniston it was them and then kim mm -hmm. came and now i'd say 90 percent of people kim. It's Kim yeah. and a lot of a lot of Bella and Gigi too. Mm. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Do you like? Are you able to tell with celebrities if they had work done or not? Yeah. Like, can you look at them right away? Oh, for sure. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like I can't. Yeah. Really? Oh, with I only certain people though, like. Like, did Jennifer Aniston do anything? Well, I, I don't know if I, I can say that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Just give me the list, Dr. Simon. He's like, okay, so I did. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's some people out there that it looks really good. Like, when I look at J-Lo, I'm like... I just want to know what she's doing because I want to do doing? the same. I, I heard a rumor that she was doing... Um, is it plasma or what is the, PR, the where you take the, your own the instafacial? Yeah, that's that's where we take your and that and that probably, no 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 stem cells. It's the same thing. Oh, it's, it's the same, the same thing. thing. Yeah, okay. and, and as a matter of fact, that would, when you ask what the most common things we do, I'd say that would be the other most common non in office thing to do is the instafacial. That's where we take your blood, we uh, inject it into your face, uh -huh. we lay it on your skin, we I'll roll be doing it that. in, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So yeah. so yeah, so that has some stem cell activity to it, and so you okay. know some platelets and proteins and growth factors all so. So Got it, it. that's probably what you heard. That's probably what they, they do a lot, I would imagine. I'm sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Another one to add to the list. <laughs> <laughs> and I want that. I for sure want that one. Oh, my God. Okay. So as a plastic surgeon, do you find yourself just breaking down people's faces just randomly? Yes. Like in person? Yes. Great. I've always yes. wanted to know that, actually. Just cover yes. my face. Yes. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yes. You two Don't have nothing look at my profile. <laughs> I already hit Tammy. I was like, Tammy, what's this chin thing that you look like, Kai Bella? Oh, that is the chin thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, do I need, how do I get this? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah, she's right. And so do you so stop then, yourself? You're like, let me stop breaking this person's face down. <laughs> I, I do it. No, honestly, it takes me a, a, a nanosecond uh, and, I, okay. and I'm on to the next person. So it's not like I'm on to the next person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, but I typically I so I either do it the most common times I would do that is if someone if I see something that I'm like oh my god I could just kill that like right. like uh, like oh right. my god like this person has no idea I will of course never say anything but I'll watch right. them walk by and be like oh man if I could just get my hands on that person for an hour <laughs> like I'll, I'll look at that like those that that's I like to kind of. Uh -huh. Watch those people yeah. go by, and then of course, if someone just is just so so aesthetically pleasing to look at, I like to look at that and figure out what's making them look so good too. But uh, it takes me a, it takes me literally a second for both of those situations. Wow, yeah, that's interesting that you said that too, because then it kind of makes you think 
you break down their face and you're like, oh, because of this feature and that and like yeah. how it's put yeah. together. And so yes. that probably helps you with your work. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Well, I've always wanted to know that. Thank you for answering yes. that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What, else should, what else do you want to know now that we have him here oh, right. know, <laughs> at our disposal? <laughs> um, do you feel like not as many women are going under the knife as they used to now because of like fillers and the platelet technology that you were saying and all lasers and all that kind of other stuff? You know, I I don't think less people are going under the knife. They may be going under the – I would – I'd be tempted to say people are going under the knife at a later time because the non-surgical options can push that off or hold, okay. that, hold people off. But I honestly haven't – like at, at for my first instinct would be to say that. But as I think about it – and Tammy, maybe you can have input here too. I don't think the average age of our – surgery patient has gone up i feel like it go, it's gone down meaning oh, like yeah. the average age of a facelift patient used to be 60 now it's like 48 49 wow. so i i'm not sure if that statement is true mm. i think though that the non-surgical options have definitely brought brought more people into my office right and more people into a plastic surgeon's office around the country actually yeah. i think just that these you know these non-surgical techniques, when they're done well, can be really, really nice. So I mm-hmm. think that's just brought more people in. Yeah. But I still see people getting surgeries earlier mm-hmm. or at a fairly early age mm-hmm. because a lot of people just don't want to keep coming back for mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not as scary than non-surgical. So they're like more inclined to be like, well, I'll try Absolutely. that. That's true. Instead and of it's going- – and it's- outpatient it's easy yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah you know you oh. don't have to there's no downtime oh the facial sculpting i mean literally you look good in an hour you can go to dinner that night and look amazing that is insane yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah when we get back we are going to do our ladies like you segment dr diamond where we had our followers send us questions for no you. way yeah so we'll do that when we get back awesome so i don't know about you guys but omar and i are hot sleepers and we always wake up in and out of the night sweating sometimes i leave one leg in one leg out just to regulate my damn temperature (laughs) but we just got the purple mattress and this thing is incredible you guys it's so comfortable and it stays nice and cool at night and it's different than any other mattress i've felt before i've been now getting the best sleep i've ever had and i don't wake up sweating amazing The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not, and it's not like the memory foam that you're used to. The Purple Mattress feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while you're still feeling very comfortable. Plus it's breathable, so it sleeps always cool. A hundred night risk-free trial, if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. Mm. Backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping, and returns. You guys are going to love this purple mattress. And right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. Ooh, I love a pillow. Yes, it's a must. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text LADIES to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text LADIES to 84888. That's LADIES 84888. So I've been traveling a lot lately, Mm -hmm. and guess what I got? Let me think. Your period? My period. (laughs) Well, since I love to prepare for things in advance, I brought my favorite period underwear, 
thanks. <laughs> Woo! Love them. Yes. So for those of you that don't know, Thinks is a period-proof underwear that absorbs your flow up to four tampons worth. Dang. I know. Here's how it works. Your period goes in. No leaks or stains or smells comes out. And you stay fresh, dry, comfortable throughout your entire cycle. It can back up or even replace tampons, pads, cups, or anything else you're using today. And they look and feel just like an everyday pair of underwear. Mm, They're super comfortable. They're washable and reusable, so you can feel good about switching to a more sustainable period, too. Thinks is on a mission to empower everybody with innovative solutions and social change. Every purchase gives back to their Give Rise program, where they're fighting for better access to puberty education, menstrual equity, and more, which is so important, guys. To learn more about Thinks Underwear that absorbs your period, visit periodbetter.com and use our special code LADIES to get $10 off your first pair. That's periodbetter.com, code LADIES. Welcome back. Now it's time for Ladies Like You. Our first question is from at no name Angie Jane. Dr. Diamond, what's the percentage of patients that may have complications after a procedure or injection? Mm. So we would need to talk about, are we talking about non-surgical? Are we talking about just like injections? Mm. Or are we talking about surgical? Because it's different. Let's start with surgical. Mm-hmm. Okay. The percentage of people who would have a complication after a surgery You'd have to you'd have to break that down into are you talking about a minor complication like a little bruise that could last maybe mm-hmm. more than a week you know like a, normally you'd bruise for a week if mm-hmm. you had a bruise that lasted for three weeks you might call that a minor complication but it's not a big deal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a little irregularity a little uh, swollen area that takes longer to to heal that might be a considered a complication but mm-hmm. it's very minor. Mm-hmm. The incidence of those minor complications, oh, it might be, I mean, might be 20%, 20 out of 100 people might have something mm-hmm. small that, yeah. you know, just takes a little longer, you know, you hope doesn't happen, but sometimes you can't prevent it. Right. So maybe I'm throwing a number out there, maybe mm-hmm. 20%. The incidence of significant complications would be very, very, uh, on a much smaller scale. You're probably talking, you know, like a, like a, maybe one out of 200 people might have like something that requires a return back to maybe even more, maybe even one out of 500 people mm-hmm. might require, have a complication that requires a return visit to the operating room if they had a fluid collection mm-hmm. or something didn't heal right. right. Mm-hmm. So it's much less common to have a real significant complication with the minor ones. Oh, probably 20 out of 100 surgical patients mm-hmm. might have something mm-hmm. small. 10 to 20%, maybe something small that you just have to like, you know, be a little patient for a couple of weeks and then it goes away. I have a question. Is there a place that uh, potential potential patients, like if I wanted to go and look somebody up um, as far as like their complications, like a, a tracking of their complications, like There's... how do you know to- – there's really not – you gotta you just got to find somebody you trust. There's nowhere you could track that. You could track somebody's – if they've had um, um, incidences with the medical board and uh-huh. malpractice suits, okay. right, right, right. You could, that's and all – that's reported. That's, that's yeah. public information. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to look at those mm-hmm, – that information because if someone had a – because the thing is if somebody had if, – if, if a patient had a complication – a significant complication that was 
really the fault of the doctor, if the mm-hmm. doctor really screwed up, mm-hmm. then there'd be a lawsuit because and, right. and, and that would be that would be recorded. So right, you, you right. can look that information up. Right. Or yeah. sometimes people don't. Right. There's people that don't file lawsuits. Well, there are. But if it was that significant of a complication, mm-hmm. then then it, you're right. A, a lot mm-hmm. of patients might not. But mm-hmm. if it was really that significant, right. then they there probably be, yeah. then they, and it was the doctor's fault mm-hmm. because some complications, even significant ones, aren't aren't anything surgical, aren't surgical error. They're mm-hmm. just bad luck. Maybe the patient tripped right. at home. Maybe right. the blood pressure went up mm-hmm. in the in the week or two after surgery. You could easily was, get infected by it. There's yeah. many things mm-hmm. that that. Could that thank God don't happen often, but mm-hmm. but they could. That wouldn't be the doctor's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could track that information. Got it. Okay. So the next two questions we kind of already talked about. Oh, so well, we should just shout them out. <laughs> we should. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Marie Gibson. So she said, "What surgeries procedures are most common and needed and recommended?" So we did talk about that. We did. Okay. And then uh, flight of. The navigator. Hmm. What a name. Fancy. Do you notice a rise in certain procedures being done once one celeb has done it? Yeah, we yeah. did cover that. We so did. So we're good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. We got through all of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Diamond. We know you're busy. Yes. And... So thank you for your time and your knowledge and your hard work. Like, we'll be seeing you. Yeah. It's and and the takeaway here is that if there's something wrong, not wrong, I shouldn't even say wrong, there's something that's bothering you. Um, really think long and hard about it because it's going to change, change you. Right. And you have to know why you're doing it. Make sure your intent and your motive is correct and know that maybe it might not even fix how you're feeling after that too. Cause sometimes that happens too, because there's a deeper issue at hand and your nose is fixed, but you still feel like shit. So work on your insights. Work Definitely. On your insides, yeah. yeah. Work yeah. on your insights too, please. There you That's go. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you're you. Welcome. You're welcome. And remember guys, you, you can, can always sit with us. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or on the Podcast One app. And remember, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to our show. But we would like to ask a small but very important favor of you. It'll only take a few minutes. And if you're one of the first people to do it, Podcast One will make it worth your time. Literally. We need you to complete a very short survey because the information you give us can help make things better for the show and you as a listener. Just go to podcastone.com slash survey and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.com slash survey. The first 250 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card from amazon.com and two grand prize winners will be selected at random to get a $100 Amazon gift card that is so amazing. Ooh, how about that, y'all? Free money. Yes. Our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us cater to needs of you as a listener. So please go to podcastone.com slash survey, answer some questions, and potentially make some money along the way. Thank you for being a dedicated listener. We love you.